AI in Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Our host brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success, and their advice. Focusing on fast-tracking you to the top, AI in Action cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career. To listen to the latest AI in Action podcast, head over to www.aldis.com forward slash podcast, or subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Brett Greenstein. Brett is the SVP and Global Head of AI and Analytics at Cognizant. Brett, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, JP. It's great to be here. It's our pleasure. So, Brett, let's start with your background. Can you give us a a bit of an overview of your journey in tech from from where you started, some of the roles you've held along the way, taking us up to your current position as the global head and SVP of AI at Cognizant? I think for anyone working in artificial intelligence and data today, they would have all come up through a similar um, background to some degree. We're all geeks at heart, data geeks, software geeks, certainly AI geeks. And uh, for me, it started very early. I had a teacher who came to school on a Monday morning and said he had walked up to a computer and on the screen it said, hi, what's your name? And he, he answered Ted and it said, hi, Ted. And I was mesmerized as a child just hearing that story because it occurred to me that you could teach a system and it would learn and remember. And I couldn't imagine how far that could take us. And obviously a lot has happened since then. And I've worked over the years in various areas of databases and analytics, knowledge management. I did services and consulting. I was a CIO across um, Asia living in China, and I also ran large programs of new technologies like Internet of Things and Watson uh, and software engineering. And now at Cognizant, you know, I get to work on the transformation of clients using data and AI at scale at the perfect time in the world where this has never been more urgent and the technology is finally at a stage where it can really be used for massive business impact and is being used that way. So we're well past the, the geeky stage. We're well past the science experiments. We are, we're into practical heavyweight use. So focusing now on your role at Cognizant, obviously Cognizant, a global brand name, touches all areas of technology. But can you give us some insight into the work that you and your team are doing specifically with AI analytics, helping your customers with digital transformation, and then your role specifically within that group? Of course. So as a company, Cognizant is extremely focused on digital transformation, adopting all the new digital technologies that drive new ways of doing business, new forms of value, new ways of engaging customers, et cetera. And within that, I lead the data and AI business, the, you know, as, as you described earlier. That business is huge. It's you know, 28,000 people who every day do data transformation artificial intelligence, advanced analytics with clients. And over the last two years, the focus has been extensively on the adoption of cloud and the reimagining of data as a fabric for the enterprise, on bringing in external data, on making data accessible to those who consume it. We call all of that data modernization. And then the application of artificial intelligence, machine learning, data science, and analytics to bring meaning to that data. And then we also wrap those insights into applications and business processes to activate it. So that now the data that matters is brought together with analytics and intelligence that tells you something that's happening and turns into decisions that actually drive business outcomes. 
many of your customers, particularly at your level, are, are senior executives in blue chip, well-known household names, some of which Fortune 500. And with that, they would have their own extensive tech and data teams, but yet they're running into challenges. What are the most common conversations you're having at executive level? Uh, what are the main problems that people are having and the challenges that they're facing where they're seeking your, your help? So my favorite clients are clients that do have data engineering teams and data science teams, and they've begun these steps. But at the same time, we're all on this journey towards becoming more data-driven and leveraging AI at the heart of our business. And yet for every one of our customers, they're doing it for the very first time. And in some cases, even their cloud adoption is for the very first time. But we do this every day across industries, across the world, at all different scales and for different levels of maturity. And so we come in with tons of best practices and roadmaps and frameworks, as well as intellectual property like you know accelerators and tools and platforms, as well as deep integration with an ecosystem of partners. So we show up fully geared, ready to go to help people on their journey. And what we find is we augment the capabilities of our clients, often helping them accelerate the particular migration or transformation, helping them plot a course to find the roadmap, set the 2B architecture, and go right into you know full implementation. And I think it's all about being helpful. At a time when everyone is going through very, very hard decisions, and they're all trying to make big bets, career-making moments for many of our clients. Do I move to this cloud? Do I adopt this technology? Do I move this from on-prem, trusted, high-scale, high-throughput environment to a new thing on the cloud that I haven't tested before? If I do that, will it work? All of these questions are top of mind for chief data officers and their peers within our clients. And they need help from people who've done it, who have seen the pitfalls and also have the insights to be able to help them achieve it with speed and low risk. It's what we basically do is we speed up transformation and take the risk out um, by bringing in tools, methods, and technologies that help people go faster and, uh, and avoid problems. Some of what you and I have discussed previously, uh, I think is, is so important to highlight here that AI is awesome, but it often doesn't do what we think it does. And a lot of your role is helping organizations demystify the, the title uh, and understand what impact it can have for their business. Could you give us some insight into what you're seeing practically and, and how often you're having to reframe the understanding of what AI can do? I, for the people who do machine learning work and artificial intelligence work and data science, they know what it does. It solves a narrow set of use cases very efficiently through a learning-based approach instead of having to code it, driven and powered by data, flexible because it adapts over time and learns. These are great attributes, but the problem that businesses have, same problem our, our direct clients do, is that the stakeholders, the CFOs, the CMOs, the COOs, the, the lines of business, the product owners, they don't know what it could do. They're overhyped on what they think it will do, and they're terrified of what it might do. And so literacy when it comes to either what the power of data or the power of AI is, is, a, is a critical function for what we do. We have to help our clients to be able to articulate business value, to set expectations properly, make sure the right stakeholders are involved so that you get good outcomes. I'll give you an example. I was working on a project uh, around workforce analytics and my client had delegated it to a room full of PhD data scientists and said, go solve this. Well, they didn't have access to the data that mattered. That was a big problem. They also didn't have business guidance on what good looked like. So they were solving questions, but they weren't really driving business outcomes. And so they could spend a lot of time and money 
argue about data, maybe not even have the right data, produce an output that maybe predicts attrition or something else. But if it's not really incorporated in the right way with stakeholders, for example, that might recognize bias and culture issues in an HR-related analytics program, you can easily just produce an automated thing that is actually much worse than what it was before. We saw this in examples, for example, where AI was used for recruiting. AI was used for recruiting. It looked through resumes. It matched resume criteria to past performance of employees. And all it did was amplify the bias in the recruiting process from before. Since people who were hired before were less diverse, the high performers among that group didn't represent the diverse profiles that the company wanted. And all they did was hire more people who looked like everyone before, instead of really recognizing different sets of talents and criteria that might define success. So the point of all that is, don't delegate this to data scientists, involve the business, educate them on what it means to be, to have an effective program with data science. And, and also very importantly, appreciate the value of data, all the data, um, not just the data you control and generate. Look for all the data that matters and make sure you, you appreciate the, the potential that it has. And I do find that chief data officers increasingly have that perspective. They're also increasingly no longer under the CIO and they're building much stronger relationships with the business than ever before. And part of it is through sharing of data literacy, of proper governance, ethics and bias with AI, the potential of AI, and also reducing the hype and getting back to practical business outcomes. We spoke previously about the relationship companies have with their data post-pandemic and how everyone's moving towards this data-driven, data-focused mindset. Can you give us some insight into what you're seeing that is A, preventing companies from going faster, and then B, how can they set themselves up to go faster and get more value from their existing data? You know, the pandemic exposed everyone as far as their readiness to really use data for, for transformation and for a competitive advantage. It was a little bit like a game of musical chairs. When the music stops, the pandemic hit, and all of a sudden everyone looked down to see what data they had or what chairs near them. And the companies that had done the early work adopting cloud, building a data fabric, really making data accessible, bringing in external data. They were more prepared for the chaos that came in the pandemic than those who hadn't done that work. That work takes time and takes focus. And during a pandemic, everyone was panicked. So we worked with several companies who had already begun their, their data fabric work, and they suddenly realized that their forecast models were horrible. People didn't behave predictably. And we were able to do very quick work to improve their forecasting models using machine learning because they had access to the data. There were other companies, it was really sad actually, during some of the, the peak crisis moments in the pandemic, who were calling me to ask me where their data was. It was just because we do other data work for them, they wanted to know everything and they didn't even know it. And that was really troubling. They hadn't really thought through their data requirements. They didn't know about the data outside the enterprise that might provide strong signals for their business. They hadn't prepared for how to ingest um, unstructured data how to look at local data like the COVID you know, outbreaks and the variations in different cities and states and countries. They just weren't prepared. And so they went through quick sprints to try to get access to data, but they were a step behind. And the companies that really had good control of data and access and also had begun the work on machine learning, they just simply pivoted and moved faster through the pandemic. You know, it's times of change and chaos where machine learning um, has strengths and where rigid forecast models and, and linear programming and spreadsheets and whatever people did before simply becomes very brittle. Because as soon as you move outside of normal historic performance and behavior, you need a model that learns and adapts on changing data. What is it like to be working 
in AI and data at Cognizant right now, post-pandemic? So obviously the market itself has become hot and urgent to work on these challenges. And so I mentioned before, we have 28,000 people who do this every day. We run a data science academy to constantly train new people. We bring in college hires at scale um, who are bringing in new practices and techniques in addition to just hungrily learning about data science and, and, and data engineering. It's the most amazing time to be in this career. With the acceleration of cloud, with the mainstream availability of AI technologies from platforms, ML ops, data ops, new APIs, there's almost an unlimited tool set to play with. In addition, data itself has become easier to work with. Not just having it in cloud, but new technologies and approaches like Databricks and Snowflake, very, very open data sharing platforms around the industry, the proliferation of external data, the ability to use unstructured data that is just pouring out of social platforms means that as a data scientist, as a person who cares about data, your ability to unlock the potential of it has never been greater. Also, our clients are rapidly and aggressively adopting these technologies and transforming, and they can't do it on their own. They really need the help. And so I don't feel when I talk to clients that I am asking for work. I'm actually asking how to help them. And I listen to the problems that they have, and our teams do this, and we focus on what could we do that would de-risk your transformation? What could we do that would accelerate it? What could we do that could extract more value? How can we help you think about monetizing the insights and data you have or sharing it across your ecosystem. It's almost fun in the sense that we're all basically peeling back the possibilities and potential now. We're not debating, can it be done? We're talking about what could be done and we're solving really complex problems. And a lot of these problems, when our teams work on them, they are so proud, they just wanna show it to all their peers. They wanted people to know this is what we can do, whether it's natural language or using image analytics or acoustic analytics. We've done tremendous work with what we call evolutionary AI, which is a technique of using AI to help generate and optimize neural networks and improve predictive and prescriptive analytics. It's seriously cool stuff. It's patented, but it's also well-documented and published. These are the things people in the data world just simply love to get their hands on. And I think that what I hear the most from people I work with is they love the learning that's happening right now. And also it's the, one of the pain points of our clients and it's, what our, and it's what happens to be what we love. Clients tell me they struggle with keeping up with the technology. They don't have time to evaluate it all and, and do it. Since we work with such a diverse set of clients, we have somebody working on every technology. And so we're learning them all and people love the learning part of it. We have a recent college hire who joined us in Texas and his favorite project, he was started on a Monday and the client told him to learn a new language it was one he hadn't already worked on. And he had a week to produce an initial result. He loved the challenge. He learned a new language, learned some new tools, produced an output that thrilled the client. And then they moved on to the next step and the next step. And now they're running a series of agile sprints together. I, I think it really sums up the way people feel when you work in AI and data. It's a passion. It's a way of thinking when you find your peers and you find a rich pool of technology in which to play, client needs that need to be satisfied, problems to solve. It's, it's really a perfect storm moment for people in our career and certainly something our company loves to work on. Thank you for sharing that because it's such an important perspective to hear 
in particularly due to a lot of the hype that surrounds your startups who are getting funding and, and trying to grow, which can be alluring, but often the reality of that means that a data scientist or an engineer is joining a, a team of, of one, two, under-resourced and are working on a very narrow focus. And it can create burnout, and that's why we see a lot of people move around in those early startup days. In contrast, the, the environment you've described at Cognizant sounds like a, an engineer's dream. So much access, so much variety, so much support, a great learning ground. Final question for me, Brett. Look, you've been doing this a long time. You've you've experienced many iterations of technology, the Internet of Things, and now digital transformation. Looking ahead, what are you most excited about? The coolest things we're going to get to work on in our careers haven't even been invented yet. And I, I look at the potential of what business will look like. And if you and I were starting a business right now, we'd start it on the backbones of the current di digital technologies. We wouldn't have inventory. There would be real-time information and decision-making. Everything would be predictive and prescriptive. It, it would almost be magical contrasted with the way most businesses run today. I'm most excited about helping companies to get to that. I'm interested in the companies that start now in a pure digital, digital native thinking and what, they are, what their potential is, but also getting other companies to really pivot and disrupt themselves. You can see what's happening in financial services and insurance and everywhere else where fintech and insurtech and other companies are now disrupting traditional business models. Traditional companies are not going to stop. They're going to keep innovating. They're going to keep finding ways uh, to compete and, and to disrupt even their own ways of working. And so I'm excited and fascinated at the step function improvements that are happening in the next few years in companies and in business models and in value creation. I'll say something else. The companies now that are of you know, the, the most valuable companies in the world are built on, on data. They're built on, on interaction, social companies, e-commerce companies. And, and they really all started from really web technology, web 2.0, stuff we don't even talk about anymore. That's the basis of the way they run. And they've become data-driven and AI-driven. What's going to happen for the companies born today that are based on all of these current and new technologies? And what will they be able to achieve? And how much value will they create? I can't wait to see it. Uh, and experience it and and to see you know as it rolls out and be a part of it well let's make sure we do this again in a few years time and, and we can assess what's changed since the last interview brett this has been fun i really appreciate you coming on and, and giving your perspective on the industry there's a lot to take from this great insight cognizant sounds amazing i really hope people take from that that is a, it could be a great place to hone your skills and i'm excited to see what's next so thank you again for coming on the show Thank you so much, JP. AI in Action is brought to you by Aldus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Aldus offer an exec search program. Aldus can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. Get the Aldus advantage. Become a member of the Aldus community and enjoy some of the following. AI meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston, and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to all its members. And don't forget our AI in Action podcast. Each week, we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career, and more. Become an Aldus member and get the Aldus advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldus.com. That's www.aldus.com. Aldus International, 
empowering through AI.